Show. Welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by James Key. Hello, James. Yo. And since uh, Maddie Key is in another continent right now, we are joined by a first-time host on this show, someone we have known for many years. It's actually interesting if you think about it. Almost like a decade. We've probably known each other. Over a decade, for sure. Yeah. At least for me, over a decade. Yeah, it's more than that, for sure. Uh, That's the voice of one John Greed. Hello, Greed. Hey, guys. I'm fucking stoked. (laughs) You know, long time time listener, first time caller. Huh? (laughs) Look at that. If he's just, he's like, uh, ask a question, I'll hang up and listen. He just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no need to hang up. And I hope all of you are listening and enjoying the program, because today we're going to be talking about Matt Murray joining the lands of Robida Island. We're going to talk about the new Blue Jays, who are currently on the roster right now as the Blue Jays, as of time recording, are playing the Baltimore Orioles and for some reason wearing red. Apple TV and all of the ups and downs of Apple TV, the entire insanity that happened this weekend as Shohei Otani rolled into town, and if we have time, maybe some Dalvin Cook. All of that and a whole lot more coming up on this week's episode of 43.6, which of course is brought to you by Now Your Treasures, which we will talk a bit more about later. But first, we do like to talk about our week and what has happened since the last time we uh, recorded an episode, and I guess in this case, what John Greed has been up to in his world in the past 67 episodes, because he hasn't been on any of these shows. Greed, we'll, we'll start with you. What's been going on? Well, in the past 67 episodes, I've gotten divorced. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, not too much, you know. Just living life, being a dad, doing the wrestle, trying to just keep on keeping on, man, you know? That's what I'm doing. That's, I saw yeah. your uh, booked on a show coming up on the uh, Okay, it's it's I don't it used to be OTT, but it's called like Top Something or Other now. Uh it looks like it's called Top Tier. Uh super stoked. They changed the name. I have the belt, it's over there, it's very heavy. Uh I've been carrying <laughs> it around funny. for about a year now. This guy um, CM Punk over here. <laughs> well, hey, you know. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it in a red velvet bag, carry it around. <laughs> That's good. I don't know why they changed the name. I don't understand. Uh like I mean, I didn't ask them. It's not my company. What do I care? I just carry that thing around. <laughs> That's awesome. Yo, people don't know that we actually used to have a podcast together. Green sure Night, do. Way back in the day. The mm-hmm. um, Pineapple Soda Club, which was short-lived, but man, had some good moments. It's the most successful one I did. I think yeah. we had 19 episodes, and then people stopped coming to my house. <laughs> and that's and that was it like that's how you know the show's over because people just stop coming over well, well, i think, I think like, what happened like, is we read we read the inside of pineapple soda uh bottles and one of them one of them said every hoe have them dick a bush and then that was kind of that like i don't know how you can top that like uh, after was, you get there yeah there was no better under the cap label no on a grace's a grace's island soda best soda which is now everywhere eh? like walmart so when the caribbean carnival now that's in 
full swing. Walmart has Grey's Island soda lined at the front of the store. Like, like everybody's all of a sudden Caribbean. And to be Caribbean, the only thing required is to buy two or three bottles of Grey's Island yep. soda. And then you're officially it's on great. the roster. Grazes Island soda and pepper sauce. That's it. If you mix them together, that's that's the combination, pal. That's it. For it's me, magic. it's memory memories of Montego Bay from uh, President's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's spicy <laughs> as fuck. Big fan. <laughs> well, James, what about you? Me? Um, oh, I didn't. I I got super jealous because the the National Sports Card Exhibition was this weekend, so it was in Chicago. So like everybody that I follow in that like world went down to Chicago to this exhibition. So my feed was just littered of these people, you know, going there like meeting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, watching Allen Iverson open a pack of it was '86 Fleer and pulling Michael Jordan live, which was good for him, like the rookie. Um, so I was like super yeah, jealous. Yeah, he needs it. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like when Drake. It's like when Drake did it. Like, did you see that? You saw watch the, the Netflix show with Ken Golden. Did you watch that? Is this about sports cards? Yeah, it's like the king of collectibles, and it's. Is that the one that the Megans were in? Yes. Okay. So, Greed is shaking his head. Like, I don't know if you've seen this thing, but like, I was just randomly picked something on Netflix to watch, and I'm like, okay, I'm like loosely interested in cards just from like uh mlb the show so like i'll watch this thing and then like near the end of it i'm like how do i know people in this thing like where <laughs> does this come from like why are like worlds colliding right now right so the funniest I, I don't know if i talked about it when the show came out on the on this show but the funniest thing is when they were chasing the lebron james triple logo man which is like a lebron james card with three nba logo patches in it um, it's a very expensive card. It sold for like over $2 million. And that's kind of like the premise of the beginning of this show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Um, so Ken Golden owns an auction house, Golden Auctions, that sold the card. And um, I guess Drake wanted this card. And so like he flew out to Drake with like, like maybe tens of thousands of dollars worth of these cases that might have that card. And they opened them all and it clearly didn't have the LeBron card in it. So as um, Ken Golden didn't want to like disappoint Drake, he brought him a pack of like, or a box of 86 Fleer or whatever, so that in hopes of him pulling a Michael Jordan, and of, co of course he did, right? And it's the same thing. It's like, of course Drake pulls a Michael Jordan. Of course AI pulls a Michael Jordan, right? So this is, this is for a TV show? Yeah, it's on Netflix. You, it's called The King of Collectibles. It's actually kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it's basically a mix of Storage Wars and, well, Storage Wars. It's, it's very Storage Wars-y. <laughs> but, uh, it, I mean, it's entertaining. They're half-hour episodes, you know. I mean, just it's imagine kinda, he's, I, looking for one, he's looking for one card and it doesn't come up. And then, magically, this really rare card shows up on a TV yeah. show. Just out of nowhere. Jake, uh, uh, Logan Paul's in it. They rip a shit ton of Pokemon. Yeah. It's kind of... got his Charizard? The one that he no, wore on his neck it's, they were looking for another one. But he was... They were talking oh. about some of the other cards he has. But, yeah, it's... I mean, it's good. Like, if you're, like, chill... Like, late at night, chilling on the couch before you go to bed, that's what it's good for. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, what happens next? Because, like, it's obviously, t like, shit ton <laughs> of it staged. But it got renewed for a second season, so... I mean, who knows like, what the well, fuck. Do they, 
Do they make it like? Do they make it like super dramatic with awesome music and uh, builds up like? Da, 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 and then he rips the card open. Da, yeah, da. yeah. Or like nice. they'll have the the episodes hang on a cliffhanger. Like I guess one of the episodes he goes down to Puerto Rico. <laughs> he just he just hops in a jet with his daughter to Puerto Rico. They're like, come on, we're gonna go meet them, right? Or he's like, we're gonna be the biggest collector of sports memorabilia in the world. And like this guy is the biggest collector. He has like a multi-million dollar collection jerseys used by jordan like the first chicago jersey he wore like the home jersey, like he has that um and he goes down there and the, he says basically he pitches the guy he's like you know i want you to i want you to sell a portion of it on golden because he's trying to get some business right because he gets a markup on whatever sold and the guy's like i want 12 million up front and then he's really? like the ken golden's like Phew. and then like the episode ends right like, uh-huh. is he going to give this guy $12 Because, like, the security, if you're selling all that stuff, you want a portion of that money up front, right? Like, basically, mm-hmm. Ken is consigning mm-hmm. it, so he's going to buy it and then sell it and then take the profit. So, or they would share it. But making $12 million and $1, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> he sells exactly $12 million <laughs> and one, breaks even, <laughs> gets a free flip, uh, trip to Puerto Rico out of it. But yeah, it's wild. Like you see, uh, what was the cool thing? Carl Malone. You go to Carl Malone's house, and he has like it looks like the Iron Man Hall of Armor, but it's all the U.S. Dream Team's equipment, like in cases, all signed. Their oh. shoes. Oh, that's cool. And jerseys, which is wicked. So if you're into sports was, and shit like was, that, check it out. Was Carl Malone wearing like really shiny blue pants? He should have been wearing an orange jumper, <laughs> based on his his sexual history. But uh, no, I, I, was just, I was just commenting on his uh, ring attire from uh, 1997. But okay. <laughs> He's wearing right right. you know, DDP tights, brother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did he wear diamond pages tights? I'll never know. Didn't the best look right. diamond cutter of all time. Worst Carl diamond Malone. cutter. So oh, bad. That's the best. No, the Malone did an all right diamond cutter. I, I In the IOA, turns him around, bang, diamond cutter on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh. You know, if you could use WWE Network properly, I'd probably go back and watch it. Oh, are we going to talk about that? How are we going to talk about that? It is broken. It doesn't exist anymore. It's dead. It's actually, I haven't checked. Uh, like, it's is dead, it bro. dead? Is it? Because yeah. like uh, the one on the TV downstairs, like it's all right still. I don't know. Well, okay. So if you go to the channel on Rogers or wherever your uh, cable provider is, hopefully it's Rogers because mm-hmm. Bell is horseshit. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you not go to, uh, yeah, not a sponsor, <laughs> not a sponsor, <laughs> probably won't be. I probably should stop saying stuff like that because, um, if we ever want to get like a guest on the show who worked for TSN or something, that's probably not going to happen, anyways. Um, yeah, so if you go to the actual channel, it works, but if you go to like try to log in on the website, um, it just it's just broken, like they they put out a new like version of the network. And ever since doing that, you can log in, but it, the login lasts about 10 minutes until it kicks you out. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's brutal. And right. I've, had a, I've had a ticket opened with uh, customer support for about a week and a half now. And I have yet to get that resolved. And according to Twitter, when I type in WWE Network Canada into Twitter, there's a whole bunch of people having the exact same problem. You mean X? Excuse me. Yes. When I, when I searched X for uh, WWE Network Canada. That's what happens. So, so when but, they, uh, James, you, 
when they get videos Go on ahead. X, are they going to be called X videos? I think they already are called X videos. This is a deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen this this morning. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure you did this last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did my brother already make that that joke? I'm I think pretty sure we made that exact same joke last week. Yeah. I told you Whatever. I'm a listener, man. I listen to all that. It's worth episode. it. It's worth it. <laughs> no, you're gonna say something. Uh, well, no, because when you're talking about the card collecting show, I was just gonna say, like, get used to that, like, quote unquote reality content. I think that's all we're going to see over the next couple of years because there's no writers and no actors, right? So you're going to have a lot of these television shows produced that are reality-based. Even though, like... It happened last time. Reality shows are clearly written, like, like, spoiler alert, like, Survivor scripted. Like, that's all these, like, reality shows. The last Mm -hmm. writer's Mm -hmm. strike, I think, or the last Screen Actors Guild strike, we did see an influx of reality TV, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I think you're right. I I don't imagine... It would be any different, but um, I mean, if it's sports card content, I'm in. I don't, I don't know what else, like what else in real in the world of reality TV. We have Survivor, dude. We had the okay. I'm gonna, a little bit of a tangent. In the world of reality TV, we literally had a show where milfs went to this place and got like all hot and bothered by these young dudes that were just the sons of the other milfs. Oh yep. yeah, I remember that. Yep. I, I mean, I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, "That is the the bottom of the barrel, boys. Like that's as bad <laughs> as it gets for reality television." That's what I mean. So, like, where where do you go from here? Yeah, I, is my well, question in terms of reality TV. Like, what would be next? Well, I'll tell you because <laughs> I've watched it. <laughs> uh, did you know that Maestro Fresh West hosts a reality show where people build sandcastles? Oh, <laughs> I'm not even making that up. <laughs> It's called Race Against the Tide, because uh, the water comes in on the beach. <laughs> it's on CBC on Sundays after uh, the British Bake Off, you know, because I love that show, too. You know, if you, gave, if you gave me one guess of what network that was on, I was going to say CBC. Well, I mean, we should take that as, like, an opportunity, though, if yeah. we're looking at, like looking ahead in the future and saying like television is going to be fucked for the next little while. We should just start pitching shit to CBC. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll do anything. Yeah. They're government well, funded. They got money. Let me tell you, I was, uh, I was with these, uh, the people who were protesting until I saw a TikTok where a brother from the office, Pam's, uh, I forget his name on the show, but it was, it was Pam's husband before Jim, that guy, Roy, that's it. And he's he's complaining about how they don't get residuals from Netflix and all this stuff. And then he's like, us blue-collar actors. I'm like, you hold the fuck on here for one second. Did you say blue-collar and actor in the same sentence, brother? You're not over here in the forklift like my fat ass, all right? You're in front of the camera. You don't goddamn blue-collar nothing. Give it a rest with this nonsense. I was with you until he said blue collar. I'm like, wait a minute. What, what the fuck is a blue collar accent? Say, what is he just a guy who tries really hard? Like, <laughs> but they're shitty roles, right? I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, us us blue collar actors. I'm like, come on now. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe, maybe he's insinuating like all the characters that he plays are blue collar workers. No, I think he means like uh, if you're if you're I think if you're a guy who's typecast and then they like cast you in the same shit in everything, then I, that to me that would be the blue collar actor. So like he would probably always be like the abusive dirtbag in every show. So therefore, he's a blue collar actor. He doesn't have he range. Was the, uh, he was the he was the deaf wide receiver in the replacements. 
which was an awesome movie. Okay, so he does have range. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good at not talking and being deaf. I don't think he said a word in that episode, in that movie. He's just like, <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> he's got the chops. This guy's going on strike from not acting. Blue <laughs> collar, my balls. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Dustin, what about you, man? Well, we. So this past weekend, you saw I Bring Me the Horizon. So yes, I'll, I was getting to that, but we'll we'll go there just because I mean UFC. I just watched it and whatever. But yeah, last night was Bring Me the Horizon and Fallout Boy at Budweiser Stage, and I will tell you, I give zero shits about Fallout Boy. I was just there for Bring Me the Horizon, and let me tell you though, because I was mm-hmm. like going into it, I was thinking. I'm very curious of like what the split is going to be like. Who's there for Brimming Horizon? Who's there for Fallout Boy? Because I don't feel like the Venn diagram of those fan bases overlap too much. And I was right, significantly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was almost like, for the most part, at least it seemed this way. The women that were there were there for Fallout Boy, generally speaking, and the guys that were there were there for Brimming Horizon, generally speaking. And I say this because I have, this might be the first time in my life, actually, come to think about it, that I've been to a concert where I'm just walking into the men's bathroom, there's no line. And the girls' bathroom line is like down the fucking street, around the corner, down down the bridge and the whole thing, right? So much so that after Bring Me the Horizon set, I just walked into my country club known as the men's restroom. And there's like two girls just washing their hands like they, they had already done their business and they're walking out <laughs> like i'm like huh okay like it's, it's that level of long line that the women are just going to the men's bathroom and he's using that one yeah it got it got me thinking boys i mean don't want to assume well that's the thing like i can't assume that those were women actually like even yeah, though they were pre- yeah like even though they were presenting and uh they I looked mean. to be right i know well, who, who the fuck knows right you know oh no it's every bit that they just didn't want to wait in the line and they they took a squat in the old men's room. I get it. That's more than likely the actual case of what happened. But mm-hmm. I was just thinking to myself as I left the, the restroom, I was thinking, man, how fast do you think security would be on my brown ass if I tried <laughs> to do the same thing at a Blue Jays game <laughs> where it's restroom? like the majority of the crowd is dudes, right? And the minority is the women. So like you want to use the restroom. There's a line down the street and you're like, okay, well, I'll just just pop my head into the women's restroom just quickly uh piss all over the seat for a second i have guilt Mm -hmm. thinking about thinking about doing that when it's like a solo washroom and i know there's no woman in it like if i have to use the washroom and the men's is occupied and the women's is open i look at it and i have about eight and a half seconds of consideration that i'm like i can't do it can't i'm in there forget about (laughs) it i gotta go i gotta go we're we're closing the door i'll clean up after myself i don't care (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bring your own nine times out of ten i'm using the handicap stall too i don't give a damn i'm going in there to family washroom where you're supposed to be breastfeeding i'm in there i don't care <laughs> it's private that's funny yeah but i but, would say uh okay so i had a question though so like i'm the venn okay. diagram like i'm the middle of it i like both right so we're so obvious first of all there are women who are diehard in love with ollie like they're definitely like obsessive women, so I'm sure they were there. 
Um, I okay, so I am overgeneralizing saying that all the women were there for Fall Out Boy. That's definitely <clears> not the case. Like you can tell by like the way people were dressed yeah. of like what band they're going to see because like all the people rocking plaid. I'm like, okay, those are the Fall Out Boy folks, and the people who look like they're going to a death metal concert. I'm like, okay, well you like, yeah, you're the Bring the Horizon. So, so no, so there definitely was female fans there for Bring the Horizon. I'm, did you I'm stay for the entire Fall Out Boy set or no? No, I left halfway through. Would you? What would you think of it in general? Was it just not for you, or? Well, I mean, I, I don't like. I know like the hits, right? Like yeah. I, I know their popular songs, like "Dance, Dance" and all this stuff, right? Like yeah. I, I get it. But when they're playing other random shit that I don't give a shit about, I'm like, I, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. But like, he sounded great, and they had a lot of pyro. It was like fucking 2003 WWF pay per view. You know, it was just. Yeah, all sorts you know, of pyro going up. When when I just when I think a band can't get any bigger, they now wrote and are the song for Saturday Night College Football, hmm. which is wild that's interesting to me. because like on I don't know did they play that live because I was looking at the set list and I was like trying to pick when I'm going to leave and like one of the last songs on a set list was like Saturday Night. I'm like, oh, they do an Elton John cover, and then someone else is like, no, they have a song called Saturday. Night. Yeah, I think I think that's the <laughs> sure. one they're using for college football. And they're they're in the commercial like in everything like they they're the promo for college football this year is them playing, intermixed with clips and shit. Yeah, so like I get it, they're huge, and it just seems like a weird pairing to me, right? Like yeah, it probably should have been like New Frown Glory and Fallout Boy, or like I don't know, some forty one and Fallout Boy. It just I, uh, seemed like a <clears throat> the weirdest odd pairing like pairing that. The weirdest pairing like that I ever saw was, uh, you know, the band Thrice. Of course. So like the early Thrice though, like before they got all like old and soft. Um, before they were NXT theme songs, Thrice. Yeah, it was like artists in the ambulance era. I saw them with Dashboard Confessional, hmm. which was, it was like it was like going to a um, like a heavier show, and then it was like Raffy sing along because everybody likes to sing along to every Dashboard song. So like I couldn't I mean, even enjoy. Kind of exactly what it was like last night. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked both, and it was fun, but it was just odd. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Follow Boy with Wiz Khalifa, which was also odd. But hey, it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, I probably drank too much, which is probably why I enjoyed Follow Boy as much as I did. <laughs> Ouch. Because I probably would have left earlier if I. Pretty much once the bar closed, we were like, okay, let's. It's time to powder. Yep. Because then they're like, we have no other reason to, to be here anymore. Was it just and the two of them, or was there another act? There was two other acts, but like I didn't know have any clue who they were. Oh, and were they it, good? I mean, the, the first act was more of like a punk band, so like this is fine. I'm gonna. Look and then up. the one after that was just weird. So I, I don't know. Like honestly, like James, if you look it up, and it, it it's not like they're nobody. It, that's this is on me for like that's not. That's I mean. I'm gonna look it up. And. Whoever was right before Breathing the Horizon, um, like I feel like I looked her up or the band that she is in, like I looked it up just a couple days before the show, and like they have like millions of downloads on certain songs. I'm like, oh, okay, like it's not like it's that's like a, that's a weird thing, though, man. That's a weird thing, though, man. Like I'm on Spotify and I'll go to the recommended artists, right? And I'll click on something I've never heard of before, and then they're talking 10 million plays. It's like, well, how have I never heard not one time ever? And yeah, there's 10 million people who are listening to it. I've never heard of these I feel people. Like that happens Games a lot. we play and Royal the Serpent or whatever. I've never heard of them. 
Yeah, so, yeah, Royal the Serpent, that was the one that was before Breaming the Horizon. Games we play, um, again, was good. It was a punk band. And uh, one Taylor Kelly reached out to me and asked me what I thought about that band. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know. I missed most of it. Maybe I should check it out. <laughs> so I think you might enjoy it. It's worth, yeah. it's worth a listen. And this episode is going to be worth a listen because the... Maple Leafs ended up doing something that I feel like they shouldn't be allowed to do, but this is the world we're in. And last week on this show, we were running through like possibilities of what if, because we were all just assuming that Matt Murray was going to be sent to Robita Island, but I was suggesting, well, what if they can't? Because the guy was on the bench in the playoffs, so it's not like he's physically unable to compete. The man's the man's playing, but I don't know. I guess someone Tanya Harding him over the summer, <laughs> and Matt Murray has been placed on long-term injured reserve, and the expectation is that he's going to miss the entire season upcoming for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which then, of course, gives them cap relief for X amount of dollars, which is like $4 million something or another now. That brings up a couple scenarios now here, guys. I think, because if you look at it right now, if you just take Matt Murray's money, you dump it on long-term injured reserve. And you move a couple things around. Like, I feel like, I, I'm sorry, point is Holmberg, but you are waivers exempt. Uh, you're probably not going to be on this team anymore. <laughs> just probably start the, the, the year on the Marlies. Uh, Connor Timmons might not be long for this world just based on how much money he's making and he's no longer waiver exempt. But if you move and shake a few things around here, you got a team that can start this year. No more things need to be done. We were talking about maybe Willie Nylander needs to get moved to change some money around to try to lengthen out this lineup. I don't think it has to happen anymore. I think they got it. And not only do they got it, especially if they want to keep Connor Timmons, <laughs> it looks like it looks like the Slurpee, boys. It looks like the 7-11 lineup of 11 forwards and 7 defensemen might be the way they start this season. Well, um, my question is... Well, I was going to say, my question is, how do you feel about that? Do you want to start Slurpee, 7-11? Or do you want to potentially lose Connor Timmins to start the season with, I don't know, Gambrel or, Holm, uh, or uh, Holmberg in your fourth line? Well, they can start a man short, and then they are unlock the emergency call-up too, right? So that's if somebody's injured, they can have the emergency call-up. They don't count against the cap until the other person is good. So there's, again, hypothetical ways around it. The interesting thing on the Matt Murray piece now, here's, here's something to consider. Ilya Samsonov goes to arbitration, right? Which immediately opens a buyout window, right? So hear me out. What if, yeah, there's a second buyout window if you have a player that goes to arbitration. Don't ask why, there is. I think it's because if, if a player wins arbitration and you have to make room for said player, you're allowed to buy out another player in order to fit oh, the arbitration. Okay. So you're not saying, sorry, so you're not saying you can buy out Samsonov. No, another window opens to buy out another player. So what if okay. what if the Leafs were going told Matt Murray, we're going to buy you out? And he's like, hmm, 
I could get bought out for $600,000 or just tell me I'm hurt and I collect my full four and a half, six million dollars. Like if I'm Matt Murray, I'd much rather be hurt all year than bought out. So maybe this isn't a I, case of the Leafs doing it. Maybe it's a case of Murray's camp saying, fucking put him on the injured reserve list because I'd rather take his whole, like all his money, right? I'm not going to pretend like I know a bunch of stuff about this because, you know, I just read up on it today because I don't know shit. But $8 million is a lot of money, and that's what he's going to get paid to sit on the IR. And it's incredibly transparent, which I think is hilarious, that nobody is saying anything at all. Because well, it's, it's $4 million, but yes, you're right. It's, is it? Oh, because yeah. the thing I read was his, his guaranteed salary was eight. It is. Know. Oh, yeah. you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm looking at the cap hit, but his actual salary. Yeah, yeah. His, his is, guaranteed okay. is his eight. Because he gets the money from Ottawa too, right? Oh, no, no, no you're right. I, I, you're right. I'm looking at the cap number. Greed is right. It's $8 million. Jesus Christ, I didn't think of that. That's right, pal. <laughs> His actual right. salary <laughs> is $8 million. But that's what I mean. So, like, and like Greed's right. Like, if if they're not, if Murray's camp isn't saying anything, I think it's pretty nobody. clear that this man just wants to take the money. Literally nobody is like, and the, the, these news outlets are keep asking for comments from uh, his agent, the GM, and there's not saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. Uh, no comment. You know, whatever. He's hurt now. Uh, and it's, uh, what was it? They think I read it was a personal reason or something like that. Like, it's not even like an injury. It's just a personal reason. Well, it probably like, has to be because, yeah, yeah like we were saying, like, it, he's proven. He ain't hurt. Yeah, well, like he's he was ready to. He was ready to. He was ready to play in the playoffs, man. I and mean, what what happened? You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, half the guys like Aaron Ekblad played with a broken everything in the playoffs. So you could be prepared to play in the playoffs, but also hurt. Like both things could hypothetically be true. Um, but yeah, I mean, the dudes. I, I'm pretty sure. You know, Murray's groin is made of fettuccine at this point so i don't i don't imagine that it would take much to hurt this guy i mean you probably just give him the wrong directions and he spins the wrong way and it's game over so fettuccine's uh that's a strong noodle that's uh, <laughs> i mean it's know. stronger than than spaghettini but um <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> in, in the world of ligaments and stuff i don't know if it holds up but it uh so yeah there's that so i i actually think they're i think they're gonna go 12 and 6 on their on their four and they're just gonna utilize the fact that the Marlies are close and they'll they'll call in guys as they need. You don't need to carry a guy in the press box. I mean I don't know if there's a rule against having a guy in the press box if he's not technically on the roster, but like the Marlies are in the, literally the same building. So So okay, but if that's the case and this is the, the problem that it brings up though, if you do twelve and six that means one of your seven defensemen that you currently have under contract needs to clear three waivers. Yeah, I understand that. And, and like, so th- it will likely be Timmons. But that's where I go back to, to the Nylander piece because I still don't think this defense, as it stands, like this defense has taken a hit losing Luke Shen. Like they haven't replaced that on the back end. So I don't, I just, I don't think that the Nylander piece is... Is entirely over, and again, I don't think you can chance losing him for nothing. I really don't. I don't like. I don't, and I don't think trading him at the trade deadline, where you're kind of heading into the playoff picture, makes a lot of sense either. So, to me, they're gonna. They, 
if he starts the season with the team, I think they got to get it done before January to give whatever the new look team looks like. But I'm still looking for something because I don't. Again, I don't think the defense a is is strong enough, both like physically and from a defensive. Defend, like John Klingberg as a whole, and what are you going to do? Play him with Lilligren or Giordano? Like Gi- like Giordano is not going to cover up for for Klingberg shortcomings. So they still need a stay at home defenseman. Um, well, I think that's know. McCabe, though, right? Like I I think Klingberg is probably going to be handcuffed to McCabe. Yeah. So Klingberg can do his stupid nonsense. That's going to cost the Maple Leafs odd man rushes, and you'd hope that McCabe is just able to clean it up on the back end. I think you have Riley and Brody together and you probably have Lilligren and Geo. So yeah, yeah, I think that means Tim is the odd man out and he'll have to go through waivers. If I am understanding the waiver rules correctly, because it's fucking confusing. I was like scoping through the CBA the other day, trying to figure this nonsense out. Because it used to be the whole like one-way contract, two-way contract thing. It was very simple to understand. But now it's all like years of experience so like if you have played however many years in the nhl after your draft date then you are no longer you're no longer waiver exempt essentially so the only players currently waiver exempt on this leafs roster is point is holmberg matthew nyes and nick robertson so it it's interesting because it, it might be matthew nyes like if you have to move some guys around matthew nyes may spend a lot of time with the Marlies this year just because they have to move someone. I think right? it'll be Robertson, and... if anything, or he gets moved. Like, I just... There's, again, they have they have dire needs in terms of speed up the middle. And, uh, again, a strong, a, a solid defenseman, I think, still. <clears throat> I don't think I don't think Gio finishes the season. I just don't. At least not as a member of... Like, he's old. He's, he's too old. So... <laughs> That was a Happy Gilmore reference for anyone. Oh, knows. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Old balls. <laughs> that's uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Big right. Daddy. Yeah. There you go. So, and no, no, like, no disrespect to Gio. He's been a soldier for this team. It's just, I don't think it's, again, it's tough to carry a 40. Uh, he's going to be 40 or 41. That's tough. So, no, he's not that old. He's only 39. <laughs> Sorry, my math. I imagine is off. he may be forty by the time the season. Last minute straws like me. You brought up William Nylander, and obviously he still needs a contract. Six point nine million dollars this season, and then God knows what after that. Um, recently, the Carolina Hurricanes did sign Sebastian Ajo. To a contract extension worth 9.75 per season. I don't remember exactly how many years it was. One, two, three, four, five. It looks like more than five years. I think it's eight years. <sighs> so long. <laughs> That's so long. It's, it's <laughs> eight years, $78 million total. And yeah, it's uh, average value of 9.75 per year. Do you see over or under? William Miller's contract is going to be over this amount or is going to be under this amount? I think that that's tough. I mean, they're going to argue a lot of things like taxes and stuff like that. And then the Leafs are going to argue a lot of things going back like endorsements and stuff. So I don't, I don't know what his... 
again, they're, they're very similar in terms of their stats and things like that. Like if I'm Toronto, I'm looking at nine flat probably is what I'm asking for him to take. Um, and he's probably asking for 10. Like, I can't imagine they're, they're two, $3 million off. I don't know. Or Toronto, or Toronto's trying to lowball him and have him at eight, five. That's just kind of my gut feeling. Um, but again, that goes back to then what are you going to do? Like then, so then you have an eight and a half, $9 million player on your roster, right? For all intents and purposes, you can't let that go for nothing. Right. And I was having this argument with Maddie offline uh, this past week. And I, I believe Maddie was looking at it in a sense that I, I don't actually, I don't want to misquote him because I don't remember exactly what his argument was, but nevertheless, the, the sticking point was who's like, who deserves more money based on the statistics that they've proven. Right. If you look at the past year, Sebastian Ajo scored 67 points in 75 games. He scored 36 goals last year. That's great. William Nylander, people forget this. He scored 40 goals last year. And maybe people listen to this show don't forget it, because I fucking say it every week. He scored 40 goals last year. He had 47 assists. He was over a point a game guy. He's 87 points in 82 games. Like, William Nylander, statistically, is the better player. Statistically. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things I think sometimes gets overlooked in this situation too is how the team shakes down and like the makeup of the team. William Elander had 40 goals. How many goals did Austin Matthews have? I have to look it up. I don't remember the number off the top of my head. It wasn't wasn't as high as it was the previous year. Yeah, like he wasn't chasing the Richard anymore. And who was playing on Matthews' wing this year? I mean, fuck, it was bunting at times. It was... It was all over the place. Like, yeah, but more really so than solid... more so than previous years. Nylander played on that wing. So, and Matthews and Nylander, also scored forty goals this year. Yeah, but Nylander's a shooter, right? So there's you could argue, and I'm not saying there's any specific data to back this up. Maybe ten of those goals would have been Matthews' goals had Nylander been a distributor and not a shooter, right? Like Marner's a Marner's a distributor. So when they play on the uh, Matthews and Marner play on the same line. Marner's always looking to find Matthews in the, in the prime scoring position, right? Where I think Nylander's more looking to shoot. So, you know, a lot of those opportunities where they may have ended in a Matthews goal probably ended in a Nylander goal. So I don't... Like, is Nylander absolutely a 40-goal scorer? Yeah. Does he need to be a 40-goal scorer on this team? I don't know. Right, I, I just I don't know, and I, I maybe the argument is you're better off running to the Stanley Cup with Nylander on the roster than not. Like it's the show, and I know we'll get to it. The Shohei Otani argument, like, do you hang on to him and just go for it? Uh, maybe. I just I don't know. I don't know that it's set, like you're going to sign Matthews to a new contract. You're you're probably going to sign Marner. To, like, I don't know that it sets you up for the next round of those guys. Like, how long do you want to be competitive for? Like, are you all in this year? Or do you want to continue to be competitive years beyond? And I don't think losing him for nothing makes you competitive years beyond. Well, I think the idea is that they're supposed to be both, right? Like, obviously, you have this young crop of guys with Matthews. But they're not young. Well, I mean, young relatively, like, in terms of, like, Austin Matthews, 25 years old. 
<laughs> he's 25. Like, yeah. We forget uh, that. Like, how old's John, how old's John Tavares? He's 32. Right. So I'm saying you realistically experience, have experience, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you realistically have a veteran. One more he's, he's contract. Seasoned. You realistically have one more contract of kind of guaranteed peak performance. Mm. One more contract? You mean like one more contract year for uh, No, one more saying? contract. You have one more Matthews contract. Of oh, guar- Matthews contract. Okay. Of guar- like if he signs, let's say he signs for seven years and he comes to 32 and starts to slow down. That's what I mean, right? Like this is the window. Like the next potentially five to seven years is the is the last shot at this with these guys at peak performance so if you're going to lose assets for nothing i think that's piss poor management personally but hey what do i know i manage an account not a sports team so i just just food for thought you know just that that aho contract came out this week and i just thought it was interesting of like what the comparison would be and if Nylander is going to get something new, would it be... Because, like, again, Nylander scored more goals than Ajo did last year. Now, also, if you look at... The interesting thing, if you look at Ajo's uh, career playoff points, like, he's played way more career playoff games. I should say way more. But he's played, like, the equivalent of, like, three rounds more games in the playoffs than, you know, Nylander or Marner or Matthews or whomever, so... It's it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds, but something has to give, no doubt. And maybe there's a trade on the horizon for William Nylander, but there certainly was trades on the. I was gonna say horizon, but I guess it already happened, so it's not really on the horizon anymore. But nevertheless, that was, that was almost seamless. I was in the horizon. The horizon was, has been brought to you already. It sure <laughs> has. The Toronto Blue Jays acquired actually a couple players uh, recently. Most recently was Jordan Hicks from the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I know James loves this one. I want to temper everyone's expectations, though, of what Jordan Hicks is. Like, he is a fine bullpen pitcher, okay? I want everyone to understand this. Like, this guy's not coming in here. He's fucking BJ Ryan or something, who has probably one of the best names ever in baseball and one of the best entrances. You guys remember that? When he would come out uh, at the Rogers Center, or I guess the Skydome back then? And they have like the mm-hmm. flames behind him and they're playing slipknot and stuff. Like this is my uh, guy. The best. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. But so far this year, uh Hicks has an ERA of 3.67, which is all right. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's not nothing to write home about. It's I mean, it's good. It's not bad by any stretch. Last year he had an ERA of 4.84, so ee, not nearly as good. Career ERA of 3.98. All I'm saying is set your expectations where they should be. But what he does do is throw a shit ton of fastballs. And they are fast, boys. These are over 100 miles per hour fastballs. And James, I know this is something you've been asking for for a very long time. Isn't his his slider like 100 miles an hour? Like it's brother's throwing heat. He's he's got some nasty stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Jays roster, I saw a cool stat, and I'm not going to quote it exactly. The entire Jays roster has thrown in, like, I forget how many seasons, but it's like 102 pitches over 100 miles an hour. Jordan Hicks alone has thrown, like, 370 in the same time period. Like, the guy, the guy throws heat. And I think he even topped out at 104, 105. 
which is fucking wild, right? Like, imagine standing in a batter's box with a 105-mile-an-hour heater, like, closing you off inside. Like, fuck, man. That's too fast, bro. That's too fast. That's, uh, that's the expert level at the batting cage, you know? That's, uh... <laughs> I can't... <laughs> Gotta get ready for next year. That's putting that's putting holes through the bat in shades of angels in the outfield, you know? Unbelievable. 365 more days till next year's hockey trouts. I got to toughen yeah, up. I got to toughen up. <laughs> yeah, stand in front of that bad boy. Um, so, yeah, no. I mean, they, they needed a heater in the bullpen. bullpen. They've mm-hmm. got it. He was probably, like, for all, for all that I've read, he was the most sought-after uh, reliever, which is why we gave up a shit ton. Like, and that's what surprised me. Relievers, I mean, yeah, sure, they're magic beans in a way because they're prospects, and I get it. But exactly. historically, relievers haven't cost that much, even from your prospect pool. But I mean, sure. there were a lot of high hopes for Klaffenstein. I don't know much about the other dude, but you know, I'll take the bull. The like if you I look down the it. bullpen now, the the Great. this is a top tier bullpen from like it's... the way Hicks moves everybody down. Like, and it's not a, just it's that. a it's a move to make a push for that that wild card spot because now you've got um, a great setup man. Uh, when brother comes back, Romano, you got Hicks set him up, and then Romano comes in and right now you can, which I I think I think is a good move. I don't know what's going on with your mic, Reed, but you are chopping in and out. But I, oh, I get your point. Shit! Ah, damn it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I, I get your point. Yeah, like it it does help length. Well, you have two heaters back to back, like really, right? Like these guys are gonna phase a hundred miles. Like I've seen Romano throw hundred, so these guys like he throws more like ninety eight, right, ninety seven. So, but you're you're seeing high tier fastballs being thrown at you potentially for two innings straight when you're probably tired as fuck. So. Like it's, I Greed's right. It's it's an incredible one-two punch in terms of a setup man and a closer. And yeah, and it's really going to help now because Jimmy Garcia has been like he inherited the role essentially, sorta, as the closer of this team when Romano went down. But I don't think that's his spot. Like I don't think that's where he should be. And the Blue Jays weren't done with getting relief pitchers, though, and they weren't done for going to St. Louis either. They've brought in uh, Yenesis Cabrera as well from St. Louis and just a lefty. You know, it's like sometimes you need a lefty and that's what he's going to provide for. you. He's going to be a solid left handed arm out of the bullpen. He is, again, like <laughs> temper your expectations, a career four ERA guy, but this is what they need. They, they needed guys to help right now. And I don't know if they're going to get it anywhere else other than from trades. Like, sure. Uh, Ryu is coming back at some point. I mean, I think tomorrow, actually. I think is he's he not, I thought he was supposed tomorrow. to pitch tonight, wasn't he? No, tonight is Bassett. Uh, I believe tomorrow night is when Ryu is scheduled to start. Listen, at the end of the day, these guys, they, they, they result in the DFA of Mitch White, right? And like now, now it's... Pour one out for Heisenberg. <laughs> now it's <laughs> it's it's just better right and like if genesis is a is a lefty not named aaron loop i'm i'm in like that's like i just i don't want to see you know aaron loop as the lefty in this bullpen ever again so i, I, mean, I you give a lot of shit to aaron loop and that guy hasn't played here in like five years <laughs> still it was it was a rough time uh <laughs> 
Keep watching that guy pitch. I don't know. You gotta uh, give me the loop. Give me the loop. You know, come on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything left for the, like the deadlines tomorrow night at what six seven p.m. Eastern? Yeah. Is there anything left for this team to do? I mean, I still I like the so. idea of Tim Anderson coming in and playing second. Okay, so that's a okay, okay, okay. So that's a loaded question. So I think there is, and we talked about it previously of like where the defensive holes on this team are, and it's right field and it's second base. I would love to see, and the Cubs have already said they're not going to trade him, which I think is fucking lunacy, but I would love to see Cody Bellinger on this team. You throw him out into right field, he's a left handed bat. I know he's not the guy he used to be. That's fine. He's a left-handed bat who can field his position, and he gives George Springer a reason to get the fuck out of the lineup. <laughs> like the less I see George Springer in the lineup right now, the happier I am. Because dude, that guy I've never gone, seen like, a guy strike out so much in the last like ten games. There was a point over the weekend. I don't remember what game it was, but the Jays had like a couple. I think it was last night actually. The yesterday afternoon, the Sunday game. Where the it was like the tenth inning and the Jays had two guys on and like the it was the go the tying and winning run on base and George Springer comes up I'm like motherfucker please someone just tell the guy to bunt like advance the two runners and of course Springer just strikes out and I'm like well for fuck's sake like what's the point of this like we know <laughs> this guy's struggling like why are we sending him out there as if he's not it's like he's trying to cure his batting woes with a home run right and like that's not like dude just get a single start the ship. It's a, he's he's going through something right now. I don't know. He, I don't think he's hurt. Uh, just a slump. I mean, it could be. They you happen. Know, he, they do happen. They, it absolutely can be just a slump. And I mean, for the Jays' sake, I hope that's all it is because they have him under contract for a while, don't they? Like George <laughs> Springer's, uh, he ain't going anywhere. So I think it's what two more years after this. And this is a lot of money too. So yeah. But you know. It's, it, it is going to be an interesting deadline as we approach it tomorrow. There's a lot of guys who are like supposedly going to be traded, like a Cody Bellinger or a Marcus Stroman. Like we were like almost certain that Marcus Stroman was being traded. And then all of a sudden, nope, nope, he's gone. <laughs> no, he's sticking around. And well, then aren't the, the other Cubs, interesting aren't one the Cubs, that happened. Aren't the Cubs now like possibly contending for the Central? Well, sure. And this is the, the, I don't know if the problem is the right word, but this is what the new Major League Baseball is. Because for so many years, we got used to the fact that it was just three division winners and the one wild card. So four teams mm -hmm. in each, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, I guess league is the right word to use, but eight teams total in Major League Baseball used to make the playoffs. Now we have 12. So everyone is more in it now than they've ever been. Everyone feels like they could make that third wild card. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous thing to say. There's three fucking wild cards. But yeah, everyone feels like they're right there for that third wild card, especially since the schedule has spread out a bit more. You're not playing your own division as much as it used to be. And you see it in the AL East, how everyone in the AL East has a, a record over 500 because mm -hmm. they don't have to play each other and fuck each other up all the time. They get to play the Central and just murder the Central all the time. <laughs> Which is, which is fantastic for your record, but unfortunately, it's fantastic for everyone's record who's not in the central. And you end up in the situation at the trade deadline where everyone thinks that they can compete, and everyone thinks that they are still in it. Um, 
especially the Anaheim Angels. So even though they just lost two or three to the Blue Jays, and now because of that, don't have a tiebreaker for the Blue Jays, because that was an important thing going into this series, that if the Blue Jays had won the series, which they did, they would have they would hold the tiebreaker over the Angels in the event it got to that point at the end of the year if they had the same records. Important because everyone thought as Bobachet limps off the field, that's fantastic. Everyone thought that oh. Shohei Otani surely was going to be traded because the Angels have historically been bad, even though they have the two greatest players to ever play baseball on their team. <laughs> Which is mind blowing. Actually, that reminds me. I was looking up. It's pretty nuts. I don't. I, I'm sure I've mentioned on the show before. Immaculate Grid. And on today's grid, one of the questions was an MVP and a guy who hit over 300 in his career. So one of my guesses, was like, I'm like, fuck, Ken Griffey Jr. had to have hit over 3,000 hits, and he didn't. I was like, what? And he got like 2,000 something, whatever the case. But he was an MVP. And I was looking up that year when he won MVP. And maybe this wasn't exactly the year. I think I was looking up other years, but whatever the case. I eventually landed on the 1998 Seattle Mariners. And that team had Edgar Martinez, mm-hmm. who hit like 40-something home runs. Ken Griffey Jr., who hit 56 home runs or whatever. And uh, Alex Rodriguez, who hit 40-something home runs. I'm like, how the fuck did these guys not win a World Series? Those motherfuckers didn't even make the playoffs. That's they didn't nuts, make the- man playoffs that year so what i'm trying to get at here is that yeah sometimes in baseball you will have a really good couple players on the team but there's just there's a lot of guys on the team that need to perform right there's nine men out man and if you got two that's great what about the other seven and not just offense but if you look over on the other side if you're not getting the pitching no well then you can you can you can put 10 runs on the board every night Offense but, wins games, defense wins championships. It's as, and, as cliche as old as time, but it is what it, that's that's why it's a cliche. It's there for a reason. So, that being said, the Anaheim Angels said that they're not trading Otani. They feel like they're still in it. And uh-huh. I mean, currently, Mike Trout's out with an injury. He may be back soon, but he's mm-hmm. out. Otani has been dealing with a back issue for a while now like he's hitting home runs begrudgingly <laughs> like he is smashing balls over the fence and then just like limping around the base <laughs> path but that's why he's got to hit the dingers because he can't <laughs> he just don't force me to run the bases yeah. I, I. <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like a it's beer like, league game where no one wants to run out of ground balls so they're like it's either a home run or nothing have you seen that tiktok with that that broad who hits the bedpost and she's like Oh, <laughs> that's, that's oh him. right, of course. That's, yeah, that's that show here running the base. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like they're well, they lost Tyler Ward because and well, that's where I was. That's where I was very slowly and laboriously yeah. getting to is that Ward is now out with an injury, and he was like one of the only other guys producing on that team. So yeah. you've lost Trout, you've lost Ward, and fuck. Like, are you still convinced? Even though you just lost the series against the Blue Jays, man, it's got, there's got to be some conversations happening in that boardroom right now of guys saying, look, we thought we were in this on Friday. It's now Monday, and we're fucked. Well, the, the team's for sale, right? Like, the team's being sold at the end of the season. I think this owner sure. didn't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> this owner's on the way out. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so we're good. going for I'm it. 
But they acquired what? Like, did you say they? Did, I'm sorry, I, I had to step out for a second. Did you mean they acquired Randall Grichuk? I mean, I, I didn't because I, I don't really consider Randall Grichuk a really major improvement over. But they're they're buying players. I mean, they have to because they have to field the team at this point. But it's <laughs> <laughs> they. Um, yeah, man. I Again, haven't looked it up yet. It's the Nylander problem. It. It's the same thing. I haven't looked it up yet. I'm about to type it in. Out of curiosity, the three of us, let's come to a, a few guesses here. What do we think Randall Grichuk is hitting this year? I'm going to say 235. That's. Bro- I was going to say around the same. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say 228. I'm going to go right in the middle, 230. 231. Right. There we go. Click on Randall Grichuk and his 2023 20, numbers. He's hitting 308. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> what the fuck? So, I mean. The guys hitting well this year, right? Like <laughs> Jesus. How many have he played? It, I, I think is that's three I think bats? That's better what is than, this? That's, he's played that's 64 better, games. That's better than Otani's number, isn't it? Otani's uh, at like 301, it is. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in terms of pure batting average, yeah, it's yeah. Like he's bad. not hitting a dingers, but you know. <laughs> no, definitely not. He's got I eight. Mean, Otani has about 30 something more than he does. He might look good in left base. field for the Jays in terms of a batting average. <laughs> not good. <laughs> I'm definitely good. I, I think we've moved on, much like we moved on from Aaron Loop, and we've uh, we've moved on from Randall Grichuk. I hope we haven't moved on from Marcus Stroman. I would like to see Stroman back with the Blue Jays. That would be really cool. That would actually not just be cool. That would be a stop treasure. it. Get some help. Because <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now Your Treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints for movies, comics, TV, and video games. Source from galleries in the U.S. and U.K., which include artists from all over the world. Visit now your treasures on Instagram. Send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. All orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance. View the entire ever-expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or .com. That's N-O-W-Y-O-U-R-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S dot C-A or .com. And remember, go to Now Your Treasures on Instagram. Send them a DM 43.6 so you can receive 43% off your next order. Uh, gentlemen, Slide this past DMs. Friday. Sorry, say that again. Slide in the DMs, brother. You know? Exactly. That's what you got to do sometimes. You just got to make shot. it happen. Take your shot. Get that goddamn stuff off. Let's go. This past Friday, the Blue Jays, of course as we were just discussing, we're taking on the Anaheim Angels. I'm still not sure if they're the Anaheim Angels or Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels or Angels in the outfield, whomever they may be. <laughs> Good call back. They, they were taking on the Angels. And a lot of the people in the world who happen to watch Blue Jays on a regular basis weren't able to watch this game on Friday. They turned on their television and they tuned to Sportsnet. I was going to say Sportsnet 1, but I guess it's just Sportsnet Ontario or any of their other regionals or Sportsnet 4K if you're lucky enough to have the 4K feed and realized, oh, this game's not on. What the fuck? Only to discover that. And I guess you'd have to, like, if you, if you didn't know, you'd have to, like, log on to X or something and see what's going on on X and find out that the game is, in fact, on Apple TV. And you really only know this based on the fact that everyone complaining about the Apple yeah. TV feed. Now, I I want to say, 
as much as I dislike Apple, and I just, I think I dislike the, how there's like a superiority complex of people who have Apple products where they're like, they think they have the coolest fucking thing in the world, but they really don't. But Fuck those guys. You know, we'll, we'll just let it go because we'll, like you have your toys. You have fun. You have fun with your tricycle. Samsung, baby. Uh, right? <laughs> we're, we're living in the future here, Greed. Okay. We got like actual uh, real phones. Open Whereas, source, bitch. I can get any <laughs> app I want. We, we sure can. And, yep. you know, I, I just know what's going to happen. As Samsung uh, unveiled this past week, their next line of uh, the fold phones and the flip phones. Mm-hmm. I just know like five years from now, Apple's going to have this huge event. And they're like, we have a foldable phone, everybody. And the internet's going to lose its fucking mind. And everyone's going to be like, holy shit, Apple is the most brilliant fucking company in the world. They have flip phones again. And flip phones will take over the world. The flip iPhone will take over the fucking world. Like every celebrity will have one. It'll be like just the coolest fucking thing to have. Meanwhile, it's been an Android thing for the past five years already. So The announcement's going to fade into black. It's going to have a wicked guitar thing. No. Ah. I see it. I'm with you. Yeah. Anyways, the point I'm getting to is that I usually like to shit on Apple, but what I will say, this Apple TV broadcast is superior in every way. <laughs> it just, I like, I'm watching the 4K feed at home for the Blue Jays normally, and I still feel like the Apple feed that's digitally screened, digitally streamed to me in surely no more than 1080 looks better somehow than the 4K feed does from Rogers, which makes no fucking sense. I feel like it's a refresh rate thing. It's one of those things where it's like you can have something at 4K 30 or you can have it at 1080 at 120 and it just runs so much smoother at 1080 120 that it feels like it's better quality. Whereas it feels kind of slow and chuggy and artifacty when you're watching a 4K at 30. Anyways, I think that's what's actually happening here. Not only does it look better, you don't have to hear Buck Martinez. So that's also a plus. Hey. <laughs> What's what? wrong with Buck? Are you, you related to him? What's your problem? I like Buck. James, you and I, I think we're talking about this as uh, I think we were watching the game on Saturday and we were just going back and forth of like all the things that bother us about the Rogers broadcast. And I know you have a couple of them. Yeah. But one of the other things that I really liked about the Apple broadcast is that you don't have to watch commercials. Like when there's a break in the game, they just like have a live camera on the crowd like see what's going on in the arena. Now, obviously you can do that in an Apple TV situation because it's not yeah. traditional television. But man, it's, it's, it feels like a breath of fresh air when it comes to sports Dude. broadcasting and what we can do in the future. It's, an, it's, it's like night and day. Like even from the way and the aesthetic it's presented, I'm, I'm fed the same information without feeling it's being like my screen is crowded. Like I watch the ride and it's like, it's just, it feels always feels crowded. And the other thing I like too is on the Apple broadcast, they have little mini stats in the bottom right. So like percentage of getting on base or percentage of getting an RBI. Like that's really fucking cool. Like the Otani was up and it's like percentage to strike out was like a 60%. I'm like, holy fuck. Like they actually have an opportunity to strike this man out right now, which I thought was really kind of neat. So there's that. The audio, the audio is so much better in general. Like they have field level audio, which is insane so you can hear things and things being said by players and fans from the field which i think is is and sometimes in mid-game they go from commentary to just field audio which is great yep. because i don't a lot of times 
baseball and like Pat Tabler and Buck used to like they would just sit there and and be like fucking Waldorf and whatever from the they would just talk about random shit like and Joe Bowen and and Jim Ralph do that on the Leaf broadcast on the radio like Joe Bowen will just go off talking about drinking and like as as much as I like (laughs) Joe Bowen like when he calls the game like I'm just like just fucking call the game dude so it's nice to have that that break in the Apple broadcast where they don't have to like they don't have to call the game like baseball doesn't always need the 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 dude behind it and if you do want that you can actually switch to the radio feed which is really fucking cool so you actually have that option in mlb tv which i feel like you have a subscription to no not this year i have in the past though okay so yeah mlb tv is actually really cool in that sense where you can change the audio feed or the video feed however you want like you can like right now, the Jays are playing the Orioles. I can just click down to my menu and go to like, I want to see the Orioles feed, but I don't want to watch or I don't want to hear their television broadcasters. I want to hear their radio broadcasters as I watch the Orioles feed. It's like giving you that customization is really cool. And I think because it's a digital provider, like it gives us those options. Like you can, like you said, it was busy on the screen when you're watching on TV. You can remove all of that stuff. And just say, okay, press down on your remote and you can pull up now more additional stats. And then you can go and fuck with it that way. It reminds me of like, I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a like an AR presentation from Microsoft years ago where they're showing off. I think it was like Surface Glass or something. And they were saying like, this is what it could look like if you're watching the NFL using your Xbox with Surface Glass or whatever the fuck. And it shows like Russell Wilson running in a touchdown. And then like he breaks through your screen is now standing beside your TV, like a digital image of him. And then all the stats are like beside his head of everything that he just did in that play. Or they want to see a replay. So they like they open up their coffee table and their coffee table turns into a like a bird's eye view looking down on the field and seeing the play unfold like on your coffee table. Because you're, I guess you're wearing like AR goggles or whatever to make all this mm-hmm. happen. That is something that we just kind of lost our way with. <laughs> like, I felt like there's that was the future of sports um, television, and it just never happened. Whereas I feel like Apple TV is making steps in the right direction of at least in terms of presenting the game to you and how it sounds, how it looks, how it feels. All these things all add up, and they're all little things. And I feel like it just makes it for a better experience. I wonder why more streaming platforms aren't, and maybe it's just a matter of contract timing, aren't jumping on sports and live broadcasts in general. Like, like Netflix seems really far fucking behind on this. And I think the, you know, considering all three of our histories, I think pro wrestling it should be the number one candidate to end up on a streaming platform somewhere like some company or something like a proper streaming platform. I'm not talking, and this is, there's no shot at anyone who's live streaming on fight. Um, but I mean like in terms of the way it's presented, what like in terms of the quality of a AEW or WWE to be on that kind of platform. Like if, if you're Tony Khan, I'd be looking at how it fits onto max, right? Like, if you have a deal with Warner, what can you do with Max? And then what does that unlock, again, in terms of customization and live that you couldn't do before, right? And that's, you know, 
hockey is a perfect candidate for that too. Um, you know, you could educate people in the U.S. who, you know, as the game's still trying to find a way to grow and get itself communicated to an audience, that's how you unlock that. And I don't understand why it's just like none of these streets, like especially when you're looking for content, sports, pro wrestling, all this stuff is literally weekly unique content that requires no production value from your side. It doesn't require, well, wrestling does, but I was going to say it doesn't necessarily require writers. Because again, we're coming back to that scenario mm -hmm. again of perhaps a strike lasting longer than we want it to. You're going to need content like this on your streaming services. Now, I, I, James, I think you, you bring up a good point, And I think it's because of contract lengths. And like, I, like we've seen it in the NFL in the past couple of years where all of a sudden there's more and more games on Amazon Prime than there ever was, right? Yeah. So... I think we are going to see a lot more of this. And it's, it's funny because I was very critical. And I still think there's a balance somewhere. And I, I understand the reason why you want games on television is because it unlocks more casual fans to stop by and check it out. But as the world's changing now, people, less and less people have cable. It's not what it used to be. To say that, like, hey, we have this game on national television. Everyone can watch it. Like the Super Bowl, for example, like the Super Bowl still does insane numbers. People still have cable, right? Um, and you can t like that's evident just by the ratings that you get for the Super Bowl and it being on NBC, whatever fucking national uh, channel it is on the U.S. We watch it on CTV here in Canada. Well, it get that, sucks. Yeah, it get that sucks fucking so because then you go onto the NBC like the channel and you're still getting the CTV feed and it sucks. It's, it's the, the worst. worst. I hate the Canadian. So the Canadian commercials are awful. It's so awful, and that's another reason. Like I, I mentioned earlier, but that's one of the reasons why I hate watching the games on Sportsnet because the sport, the, mm -hmm. the commercials are fucking brutal. The Sportsnet and James we were talking about this one the other day. the The jingle or the score or however you want to call it that like that fucking thing that plays that's for every Blue Jays game. It's Dude, okay. The look, Raptors one, the Raptors one is infinitely worse. It is. I want to see is. if I can find it. You keep talking. Okay. I'll see if I can find it. It's just so bad. Okay. So uh, well, here's the thing though. The Raptors one I will give you is worse, but I think that it's only, you're talking about the Raptors one on TSN. Yeah. And I don't know if, I think they have a different one for sports. I could be wrong. I, I'm certain. I'm fairly certain they do, but I don't know. But the point is with the blue Jays, it's because they play 162 fucking games and they're all mm. in the same network. You hear that song constantly, over not just over. during the game, but like all the promos leading up to the game and the all the pregame stuff and the postgame stuff and going into sports or uh, I was going to say sports center. It's not sports center. Going to Sportsnet Connected or whatever the fuck they're called now. Like you hear that stupid thing over and over again. There's like, if you look at the NFL, who I feel like is a, the standard bearer in a lot of ways of some of the best sports broadcasting. Although UFC to me is like top tier as well, how good their presentation yeah. is. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's seamless. Just incredible stuff. Yeah. But if you think about some of the most iconic sounding sports, you think of Monday night football, you think of Thursday night football, you think of Sunday night football, like all those like NFL on Fox or whatever. Or maybe I, it's not just NFL and Fox. I guess it's all Fox Sports has that. That's good, though. 
No, like so I get why you want to do it, but it needs to be good. And yeah. even with Monday Night Football, like they have their thing. I think Monday Night Football is a dun 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 right. Like they have that, but they don't overuse it. They'll use it as like right in the beginning. Right. At the beginning of the game, going to halftime, maybe, maybe coming back from halftime just to kind of set the stage. But when they're going to commercial break, it's like they're playing slipknot. Like they're playing like modern contemporary music to get in and out of breaks. Yeah. I just think the Blue Jays one A needs to be better. Dude, I don't want to hear the fucking Arkells in and out of every break in Canada. No, that's a good point. It's gotta be it's gotta be Canadian, right? It's gonna be Sloan in the Arkells. And the, and the sheepdogs. Yeah, hey, sheepdogs. Wait a minute. What do you have against Sloan? First Bach and now Sloan. What are you doing wait. here, pal? Hey. Are you, are you playing it? I yeah, I'm playing the theme. I guess I'm going all the way through. But that was fine. Uh, uh, the TSN Raptors one that's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's not good. So, okay, so how about this? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but see if you can come up with something. If you are now in the shoes of Nick Khan and WWE has the ability to sign a new rights deal with, say, Amazon Prime. So you are now digitally being distributed on Raw, Raw and SmackDown are digitally being distributed on Amazon Prime to the hundreds of millions of people who have Amazon Prime. And maybe they, they like package in UFC as well. And it's one big thing for TKO Group that they're selling all this over to Amazon Prime. What, what changes would you make to those shows, production-wise or music-wise or in any way to change the flavor of those shows to make it different? Or even like what elements of technology that we have in, in digital media, like in baseball where we can pull up statues pulling down on the screen and seeing like all the previous plays we can dial back to the last inning if we want like what do you think the opportunity is for professional wrestling when it comes to this type of digitally distributed uh distribution (laughs) Hmm. i think the I uh, i think the most important thing would be um replayability right or having something that just happened be uploaded immediately like i don't know like they have ron smackdown on hulu do they still have that or i don't have i've never had hulu so i don't know but i know that when it was on the network it was like a month behind so they had that stuff on tv and then they didn't put it on the network until a month later so if you have something like on an amazon prime where it's like immediate like it's broadcast live and then it's there so that you can watch it again like immediately afterwards instead of waiting and like falling behind I, that would be something that's that would be great uh, in that sort of vein. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those like conflicting contract situations, right? Where that's, yeah, they probably signed this deal with Hulu after the fact of having this deal with USA Network or with Fox, where they I imagine Fox and USA are saying something like, "Hey, we need to have exclusive rights of this content for a month," and then yeah, yeah sure, upload it onto. But you're right, like. I never watch these shows live. Like I, that's what if, I mean, right? If I didn't have a cable service thrown in for free when I got my internet package, I wouldn't have cable, right? And the benefit of having cable is I just record everything and I fast forward through all the stuff I don't care about, right? So 
because god damn it there's way too much wrestling on tv yeah if you really sit down and think about this this fucking thing like there's a it lot. is ex- it is exhausting to be a wrestling fan and trying to keep up with everything where you have raw on monday for three goddamn hours i mean it's, and then you have what it's almost 11 or 12 hours in a week well let's let's count it up three hours for raw on monday then you have two hours of nxt on tuesday then on wednesday you have two hours of dynamite and then on thursday is impact one hours or two hours i think it's two hours we'll say it's two hours for impact i believe it's and, two and then friday two hours of smackdown and then one hour of rampage and then uh, Saturday's two hours of collision. Mm-hmm. It's 14, 14 hours a week. Assuming there's no pay-per-view on Sunday, which there might be. That's wild. That's... And the, the killer is you got these, uh, you got these three-hour, two-hour shows. I, uh, you guys seen those things on Twitter where the, guy, where the people actually time the amount of wrestling that's on oh, the yeah. show? And <laughs> yeah, like a like... three-hour Raw has 47 minutes of wrestling total. <laughs> well, it used to be there was more. That, there was... There was Vince that McMahon infamous woke up from his um, coffin. <laughs> that infamous episode of Impact that was two hours long and had three minutes of wrestling. <laughs> well, Wait a minute, hold on a second. That might be for the best, though. Dude, I was at uh, I went to Dustin's pad once, and we were watching the the Impact uh, like free channel. Dude, if you ever get a chance, like if you if you have like the the free streaming TV, like with a Samsung or something, dude. Watch the Impact Channel. The callbacks and the random shit they throw up there are insane. Like, there's things that I forget happened, and it just it shows up. Ra- like, it's it's linear stream, but there's no rhyme or reason. It's, there's no theme. There's like it's just thing after thing, and it's it's freaking hilarious, man. Like the some of the stuff. But um, if I was gonna change or add something, I think like especially in pro like pro wrestling but even like hockey and stuff like choice camera angles i think would be kind of neat um being able to pull up stats like you know how prime does this really well in any scene we've talked about this in a movie or whatever you hit up and it tells you the actors it tells you the song that's playing um you know for the game like hockey who's on the ice uh would be cool like in the moment and their, their current stats for the year. Um, and then when it comes to things like football, dude, anything to integrate fantasy, uh, more fantasy oh, yeah. into it, I think is is really the next level of, of football presentation. And I think streaming can do that. Yeah, you know what? I've always wanted something like, let's say I'm watching the game on Amazon Prime. Give me an option. And I think Yahoo does. Is Yahoo owned by Amazon? I feel like it might be. Maybe it's not. Twitch is. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Twitch is owned by Amazon. I don't know if it needs to be Sleeper or whatever these fantasy football services are. Like they need to work together with this new service, and I should then be able to log into my Sleeper account or log into my Yahoo Fantasy account or ESPN, whatever fucking fantasy provider you're using. I should be able to log into that account on my TV while i'm watching the game and have the stuff moving in real time as a sidebar yes i mean nfl has their own fantasy right like they could just use the nfl one and there it is and that would be such a a a nugget or a, a incentive for fans to switch over to their service to say hey while you're watching the game let us give you a sidebar to show you how your fantasy team is performing with up to the second updates 
that is constantly refreshing of everything they're doing. And or maybe it gives all oh, this would be fucking great if you're logged into your account so it knows who's on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So you just flip on NFL and it already knows what games you care about based yeah. on who's in your fantasy team. So it maybe it sets up like a six feed grid and it says, OK, this this grid's going to be your starting quarterback and this grid's your running backs and and it'll just keep changing it from a six grid down to a four grid down to like it's kind of like red zone. But yeah, it shows you multiple the, feeds. Or but it's really own tailored to you. Or, fully customizable for what you want, what you're looking or, for. Or if you click each player, let's say each player is highlighted, it's currently active, and it just switches to that game. So you have your player on the side, and let's say, you know, you have, I don't know, fucking Baker Mayfield and Jonathan Taylor active, but the rest of the guys are shaded out, maybe because they're in the afternoon game, like the late afternoon game. Mm-hmm. The guys that are like illuminated and highlighted, or, and you can click between those guys, and it switches the feed to those games. Like even that would be fucking awesome. So that I can yeah, choose. Yeah, like even if, even if you're just saying, hey, look, I'm a Ravens fan, and I want to watch the Ravens game exclusively, but I still want to keep up what's happening on my fantasy team. Yeah. Normally, like when you're just watching a game on CBS or something, they'll break in and say, hey, look, this team, sco- this team scored. Let's show you the highlights of this thing. But let's tailor that exclusively to my fantasy team where, hey, uh, Dalvin Cook for the New York Jets just ran out a 50-yard run. Maybe that doesn't hit the highlight package to break into a, a, you know, a game in the AFC East because no one gives a fuck. Or uh, yeah, it's probably a bad example. If it breaks <laughs> into a game on the NFC South... Like that wouldn't normally make sense, but for me, knowing he's on my fantasy team, you can do a double feature thing, like it's a Monday Night Raw replay or something. Show me that play, and then zoom right back into my Ravens game or something. You know, it's just- yeah. I think there's a lot of power to be unlocked in live streaming of sports and uh, as sport and sports entertainment events. I, I just I don't I think Apple and baseball are really scratching the surface of it. I, I just on the whole Apple thing, I just wish they would they wouldn't paywall MLS. And I get why they do, right? Especially now, because they have somebody worth paying to watch in Messi. Like, I imagine subscriptions are going to go up insane next year for MLS on Apple TV. And Messi gets a cut of that. Right. Right? So uh, I get why it's behind a paywall, but, like, Friday Night Baseball is not behind anything extra. Well, so that's the thing. Um, I asked my buddy Paul last night as we were at Bring Me the Horizon, and I said, what do you think about that Apple TV feed? And he said, I couldn't watch it. He said he turned on Apple TV, and it was blacked out. And I think, and I could be wrong, and he, it, he may have been crazy, but I can't validate this because I currently have an Apple TV subscription just because I activated like a three-month free trial based on something. I don't know. I just keep finding three-month free trials for Apple TV. I've never paid for it. So I currently have an Apple TV subscription. So I had no problem tuning in the game, but I, based on what he had told me, it sounds like you had to have an Apple TV subscription to watch the Blue Jays game on on Friday. Yeah, oh yeah, you do. But, but I'm saying, like, sense, yeah, because yeah, they have to, they want to use it to sell the subscription. What I'm saying is, for MLS, you have to have an Apple TV subscription, then you have to pay an yeah. MLS subscription. So yeah. no, actually, okay. So you're you're kind of right. So you, you have to have an Apple TV Plus. MLS League Pass subscription, which is, I don't know, I'm making this number up. Let's say it's $150 a year. Yeah. Um, 
if you are an Apple TV subscriber, that $150 goes down to $120 or something. So you don't need both. You don't have right. to like also have the subscription. And I see what you're saying. You can buy the MLS one separate. Right. But it's still a significant cost. Right. Yeah. I just, and I, I wonder wish, if. Yeah, especially on a game like MLS where you're trying to grow it. And like, yeah. let's be honest. It's overtaken the NHL. We've talked about this. It's now the one, two, three, I think fourth most popular sport in the U.S. Um, to continue to grow that, I think you have to remove the the cost barriers for people to get into it. Like the whole thing about soccer and football is that it's a low investment sport for that literally, and you could play with a rock. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but you could play soccer with with a rock and you know like that's why it's so popular because you don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars in hockey gear and and facility fees and and shit like that so opening that up to more people by making it more like especially with hometown local teams right like that's the that's the way to go so we'll see well okay so here so here's the thing and i know we were very critical of apple tv for all the reasons you're saying or necessarily Apple TV. We are critical of MLS for all the reasons you're saying that we think if you want to try to grow the game, it doesn't make sense to lock it behind Apple TV, um, especially because like of all the platforms you could have went to, like <laughs> I would say Apple TV probably has the smallest install base. Like if you compare it to Netflix or Amazon Prime or, or, or probably even uh, HBO, like I feel like all of those would have more subscribers than um, Apple TV. Because there's nothing on Apple TV aside from Ted Lasso, which is a fucking incredible show. It's the reason However, I had Apple TV. Right? It's the only reason anyone has Apple TV is for Ted Lasso. I don't, I don't have Apple TV anymore. So. No. <laughs> Ted, Ted Lasso no is finished. Hit yeah. the old cancel button, pal. See you later. <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe we need to be like Woody from Toy Story right now. You know, just, just let him cook. Maybe, maybe MLS has got something here. Because... Yeah. We were thinking at it, thinking of it in a different way. Where we were saying, "Yeah, this is not going to grow the game if you're locking it behind here." Like all the people who need to be introduced to soccer aren't going to be if they have to sign up to this fucking thing, right? But maybe, maybe they knew Messi was coming all along, and they knew that growing the game wasn't necessarily a grassroots building it through the community and getting kids to like soccer and developing a new audience. It's saying we have a billion soccer fans across the world. Let's just get them to sign up for Apple TV. You bring in Messi. Now all of a sudden all these motherfuckers from South America are like, Oh, Apple TV, give me Apple TV. I want Apple TV. And there it is. Yeah. So growing MLS from a completely different lens, whereas we were looking at it like they need to build that American audience to love soccer. It's like, no, the world already fucking loves it. We just need to get the rest of the world to pay for this stupid American league. Do you think that Messi is the catalyst for soccer purists in Europe and South America and Australia and everywhere else in the world? Messi is the one that's going to get everybody to watch MLS. Like, I, don't, yes. I don't know. You think? So? I think he is. I yeah, mean, they I tried it with Beckham, right? And it Beckham yeah. moved so it a little gonna, bit, but I don't Beckham, think there was Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, like Ibra, they, yeah, they, I think yeah, all these guys. Ibra, Thierry Henry played here. Uh, I think Ibrahimovic yeah. played. Like uh, Schweinsteiger played. Like it's a lot of the big guys. I don't. 
I think a lot of those guys though came really at the end of their careers. Like mm-hmm. Messi's for oh, sure yeah, in the absolutely. twilight, but he's not as close to the end as those guys were. I think he has a lot more left in the tank than the, like I mean the the goal in that leagues was it the leagues cup uh that he did for Miami. I don't know, whatever the fuck. It was something whatever. <laughs> some cup for some cause um yeah i mean it's the same thing this weekend tfc had a game this weekend i had no, no they didn't clue. tfc uh, hasn't had a game didn't. in a decade <laughs> these guys suck well so, okay. <laughs> um a game happened what? tfc was in and around the area they didn't actually play yeah, like, yeah. they're on milk I mean, cartons it was, tfc i went went to a tfc game it was pretty fun i'm not gonna lie to you this <laughs> year no it was Many, right. many years ago. If you but... went this year, it's not fun at all. They haven't scored in six games. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're terrible. Um, the uh, well, yeah, the, the goal he scored, like, he scored, like, the free kick outside the box to win the game in the 93rd minute. Like, that's, that's something that only, like, he can do in the magic of, like, that's sports god shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, when they say, like, the sporting gods created these moments like it could only happen to him in that moment in his first game coming off the bench like it's so i hear what you're saying i I feel like this is a um a science experiment that they've tried before and it hasn't worked out entirely i think the way they wanted it to however i think the, the guy just came off winning the world cup he was all the news i think he's i think he's gonna pull it off like in terms of bringing legitimate i guess they're looking for legitimacy to the league right like that's what what you're looking for and you know what else this is going to sound weird you know what'll bring legitimacy to league if he doesn't beat the fuck out of it like if it's competitive like if he's if he's the top player but it's if it's a competition you know and he's not running away with it then it'll be legitimate but if he's scoring like Like 200 goals yeah, if he comes out in his first game where he starts and it's fucking 18 to nothing. <laughs> See you later, MLS. Yeah, it's going to look like a joke. It was like a joke, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I just I hope more more streaming services take advantage of the shit. I hope, you know, maybe, like I said, I'll find a T-Mobile code and I'll, I'll watch MLS next year. I'll get one of those guys in the States that doesn't want it and uh, I'll buy it off him for 10 bucks. Well... I know you were flirting with it last year, or this year, I should say, because this year is still happening. Dude, and... I flirted with a lot of things this year that I didn't do, and I am very thankful. And I, <laughs> no, <laughs> you put your face back down, sir. It's <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with the ladies. I'm talking about, I almost bought season tickets to TFC. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah. Brother. So, and I am glad I did the- not. Pull the trigger on that, man. Let me tell you. Dude, although it looks hilariously fun now, because now after every game, all the fans get together down in the concourse and chant, we fucking suck. We're, we're fucking shit, I think. Yeah, we're actually. fucking shit. We're shit. We're shit. We're fucking shit. Yeah. Actually, that video that is surfacing around, I don't know if that's actually TFC fans. I think that sounds way too, like... Um, British? Yes, like the British are very good with their soccer chants and they're very well uh, choreographed and um, like you see it like anytime wrestling is in I mean, uh, sir, the UK. I think Toronto yeah. man's could come up with it. There's a man who drove down the sidewalk all the way down. All the way down. I think it was. He sure did. Oh my God. All the way down. You're talking about the, 
Yeah, they, no, so he was driving like down front. This is way yeah. off topic. But there's a video surfacing around where a guy was like in a SUV or something and he was on the sidewalk. This is fucking mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto shit. He was <laughs> driving on the sidewalk on fucking front street and Yo. then turned right onto Lower Simcoe, yeah. smashing into cars, the driving down the bike lanes. Dreams are made of, sir. This is the stuff when I drive, I think, can I get away with this? This man had the nutsack to do it. And Almost like if guy. you see him like if you see him through the driver's side window, he's just calm. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's checking right. his stars. Man's only at two stars. He doesn't care. He's he's still got three more stars to go. But yeah, I think Toronto Toronto's fully capable of coming up with that kind of chant. And uh if it is Toronto, then fucking at least they're finding some humor in that team right now. But yeah, so you were gonna say though, I almost pulled the trigger on that. I'm glad I didn't. Um, well, so my point is, if you did do it this coming year, and it's probably going to be significantly more expensive this year, which is ludicrous considering they they have more kits than wins. They still are at three wins on the season uh, is TFC. But if you do have season tickets to TFC, you do get MLS season pass for free. Oh, do like you? It's included in your yeah. It's included oh. into your season ticket subscription. Well, that's um, okay. Right? Actually, that reminds me. I know a friend who has season tickets who definitely doesn't use it. I might see if I can just use their account. But yeah, not, buy the season order. tickets, scalp them off, get your money back at the season pass. Come on now, let's go. <laughs> you might be able. To, again, it depends on what the season ticket increase is going to be because it's going to increase just because of Messi. But I wonder if you could get season tickets and then just sell the Messi game to make up the entire cost. I don't think it's going to be that much. I don't think it's going to be that much. No one's uh, actually, you know, it's Toronto. It really could be, you know, mm -hmm. this city's so mm -hmm. fucking stupid. Like it, it Brother, I saw Bring be. Me the Horizon yesterday, and I took long. I, I was up in the the lookout, not the like the, the little standing area off the lawn, because floor seats were like two hundred and fifty fucking dollars. Okay. Yikes. Hey man, uh, are you garbage? Is a podcast that I listen to. They're coming here in October. Tickets are sold out. They were forty dollars for front row. I'm looking at them for 120 bucks. Like, hey, I might do this because I want to go. So, yeah, Matt, remember we talked about Matt, the Matt Rife right tickets? How much were Matt Rife tickets? I don't know. They were like in the 200, almost $400, I think, for. And that guy just fucking I mean, fell onto the scene, uh, right? He's funny, but. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's $400 funny. Yeah, exactly. I don't think right? so. There are indie uh, wrestling companies that charge $40. I don't know if they're $40. For for tickets, <laughs> hey man, I was on that show. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying forty bucks. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's more than that, actually. Yeah, well, inflation, you know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably get MLS seasons pass next year. Hopefully, you know, we'll see how much the season tickets cost. We'll see what the moves they make. I know we're kind of in a TFC chat, like an unsolicited TFC chat right now. They're they're. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they need to find a way to sell Insigne and Bernadeschi off to the Saudis. They got to see if those guys are interested. The Saudis. <laughs> the Saudis if, are buying everyone. Yeah, they'll take it. They got money left over from Mbappe, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a billion. It was just under a billion. It was 700 and something. So they got like 300 million and change. Uh, they can buy these two and they need to to rebuild it. So... We'll see if they make the right moves. Maybe I'm interested in a season ticket holder. If they're going to charge me five thousand dollars for this team only because there's one game against Inter Miami, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. I'll sneak in. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Just carry get, a ladder. Uh, you can get anywhere with a clipboard and a hard hat. 
So, yep. yeah. I am here to check the uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> the what? <laughs> I just need to check the Wi-Fi. Dr. Ken, he yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah, Ken, Ken, Ken asked for me. Ken Jim, in, or Jim knows you. Or? Ken in tech. So No, if he's in tech, his name is not Ken. No. You, you got to know your stereotypes. Could be, could be the one he picked. Just putting that out there. I suppose. Now, if obviously it's going to be incredibly expensive to get season tickets for TFC next year just because of Messi. Um, I don't know if it's possible, but I know a guy who does this for the Buffalo Bills where he lives in Toronto but has season tickets to the Bills and drives down there every weekend because it's just a you know, hop, skip, and a jump down to Buffalo. James, would you be interested in season tickets for the Jets this year? Uh, I think so, considering they're the consensus Super Bowl contender for the first time since Joe Namath, sir. I so, never. <laughs> sorry, we have a we have a local Pats fan yeah. uh, on the podcast this week. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I would never make the, obviously couldn't make the travel. Uh, one of the other bucket lists we, I didn't mention, but I would love to see a Jets home opener uh, at MedLife. But... Um, the dude, the things. So this is spurred, I think, because the Dalvin Cook conversation. But I think it really has to start with, man. So Aaron Rodgers restructured his contract to the tune of thirty-five million dollars, giving back. So, mm. I mean, this man. So first of all, what does that say about your Toronto Maple Leafs? No, <laughs> to tie it back, <laughs> this man is willing to give up thirty-five million dollars. These guys aren't willing to give up. Fuck. Okay, all. hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I can't let you say that. Has there ever been a time in the history of the NHL that someone has restructured their contract? Oh no, I don't know if you can, but definitely uh, guys have point. left. Oh. Definitely got, guys. You can't have be like, money. oh, fucking Matthews didn't restructure his contract. No, well, that's I mean, something they do but he can leave have money. They, on have they ever tried? Have they ever tried? Like, that's you know, a good um, I think it would have to be written into the CBA for them to allow, be allowed to do it, and I can't imagine. Let's stamp this right now. You heard it here mm-hmm. first. On, uh, I guess this episode will come out tomorrow. So August first, twenty twenty three, on forty three point six. You heard it here first that the next NHL lockout will be because of restructured contracts. You might be right. I think as as guys' performance wanes, teams are going to be looking for ways to make. Which I mean. In a weird way, it, everyone should do that. Like teams are going to be looking for ways to be like, well, I'm not going to cut you or trade you, but I need something back here because you're you're not really performing to expectations. So I'm not necessarily sure I'm against it. Or players can choose to give something up, a la Aaron Rodgers, to help the team. And what he wants to help them with is the apparent acquisition of Dalvin Cook. And I know you were like, eh, is it anything? So the unprecedented thing about Dalvin Cook and the New York Jets is that he visited them and spent a day with them in camp. And the Hard Knocks cameras followed him like it was part of the story. <laughs> Which is... I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks this year. I it's going to be fucking wait. good. And so they said he left without a contract, which part of me thinks it's just for the show. Some people are thinking that it's because he's leveraging the Dolphins for money. I don't know. I was watching for was it first take, I think it was today, and they were like, Dalvin Cook needs to run to the New York Jets because if that dude wants a chance at the Super Bowl, like 
you get to, you're going to be RB two behind Brees Hall. You're you know so your health is going to be protected. You have probably one of the most dynamic offenses right now. Why why wouldn't you for two years? So I would be for one would welcome Dalvin Cook to the the white and green to Gang Green. I don't know about you, John Greed, being a I've, Pats fan. Hey man, you'd go ahead and talk all of your Jets nonsense. They always find a way. They find a I way mean, to <laughs> fuck it up all the time. I, I hate and I, it breaks my heart because you're so in. You know, you're so in Jets Nation. That's you. And then they find a way, and then you're sad. And then I have to pat you on the back. And, okay, maybe next year. You know, but <laughs> for eight seasons with with the Pats, even when the Jets were good. Um, That's right. When they should have been good in the Mark Sanchez days. Uh, yeah, because they always find a way, pal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they should have the been good with Mark Sanchez. They, dude, they made the AFC final. That sounds like some Stockholm syndrome Jets fandom right they there. They made the AFC final. We should have been good when Mark fucking Sanchez. They made he had this motherfucker was tattooed on the body of your head coach. No, it was it? No, it was Rex his Ryan. wife wearing a Sanchez jersey. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, let me take that back. That's right. The head coach had a tattoo of his wife mm-hmm. wearing a Sanchez jersey. That was just, my mistake. Just as fucked up, by the way. It's okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. Listen, the it's man's actually also more fucked up, actually. Right? <laughs> so it might be a little bit because if it's a if it's a picture of his wife, you know, mm-hmm. at that point, it's it's there's some, it's a, a tinge of sexuality there, right? Like he's mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. sexually attracted to his wife, and his yep. wife is probably. So much so that he chose to tattoo it on himself. Um, more sexually attractive when she is wearing um, the Jets colors, and more so attractive when wearing the Jets colors and uh, Sanchez's uh, the number. I'm just saying they went to the AFC Finals, and that was the last time <laughs> the Jets have even come close to a Super Bowl was under that regime. All right. So, um, and then did you also see the Aaron Rodgers thing about uh, about Sean Payton? I think I shared the clip in the Discord. So Sean Payton was, I guess, giving shit about, like, talking shit about Nathaniel Hackett. And basically Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers did the Will Smith and said, Sean Payton uh, is so insecure and he needs to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. It's fucking fantastic. It's about the, like, the Jets have never had this, like, kind of swagger in the last couple years. So it's nice to see, man. It's nice to see a man in in the QB saddle for this team. All right. Have you looked up the right. home opener this year? <laughs> Sorry? Have you looked up the home opener for the Jets this year? It's Jets-Bills, right? Monday Night Football, Jets and Bills. Well, let's go. That's big. I'm just saying the cheapest the cheapest ticket is 185 bucks. That's a big game. Like the, 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 I don't think the Jets have ever gotten that billing in years, right? So. Oh, yeah. They're not Monday Night Football worthy. Get out of here. <laughs> So, and I mean, I, I don't know. I think Dalvin Cook just gives them security at the running back position, depth. You 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 if you're playing a you want to play twenty plus games in a season, it's nice to have insurance. Um, I, I don't think he's he's an RB one on a lot of teams. On this team, he's he's. I mean, until Brees Hall went down, he was probably top three running back stat wise in the league. So. I mean, go look it up. Are you sure about that? Yes. Are you sure about that? Yes, Tim. Uh, I don't <laughs> go know. look it up. I feel like 
I feel like Brees Hall is like the legend that lives inside your mind right now. I'm, dude, he was definitely on the path to winning rookie of the year until he got hurt. And then uh-huh. Garrett Wilson won it. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did they win both rookie of the years? Offensive and defense? Oh, they did. Sorry. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's, that's my very impressive clap for you, James. Yeah, so I didn't know I had no idea what was happening there. <laughs> <laughs> things things tend to just happen around here. But yes, I had a little um, pop up on the screen. I'm all for Dalvin Cook uh, on this team. Um it'll be like shades of Ladanian Tomlinson back in the day when he joined this team, so mm. what you don't, you don't like out? that? I mean how, how he had that, some of his best work? seasons here. No, but so. how how did that work out for the Jets? Well, I mean they almost made the Super Bowl until Mark Sanchez oh, ran into okay. someone's ass. Right, right. Good old Mark Sanchez. It sure did. Uh, I think everyone would, especially Rex Ryan, would probably say uh, Mark Sanchez is their favorite quarterback of all time. But I think it's time for a different favorite. And it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. Right is everyone's favorite segment of the week because it is the segment where we get to hear Maven's entrance music from his very long run in the WWF. That Did you guys hear that? Six I actually heard a bit of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there really we go. So for those of you who don't know, um, I saw him jamming. So have, I was like... Yeah, we have technical issues with the show every single week, but nevertheless, it records fine. But like hearing it on the other end, a lot of times the music doesn't work. But I was able actually to hear that briefly. And anyways. Um, mm-hmm hilariously and i hope this isn't either of your shout out it's not mine i'm just hilariously um maven did pop up on both mine and greed's uh youtube recommendations recently did you watch the video i didn't because it looked so cringe (laughs) i watched it i watched the video all 21 minutes of it yikes dude did i ever tell you guys the story when i was the um running like i think it was myself and brad running the smash wrestling twitter account and there was a fan who would and like it's entirely possible that this was somebody else's burner but would message us three or four times a week saying you need to book maven (laughs) maven's my favorite wrestler please i need to meet maven he's the best when are you booking maven (laughs) Like every week. So. Can you imagine? Dude, imagine at the secret show. That music hits? Oh, fuck. Oh, dude. <laughs> the okay, so that would feet. be the way to do it, though. So like, many if... people would be like. <laughs> Just the slow turn. What? what the fuck is this? Oh, man. Who is this like, guy with the eyebrows? really do it? <laughs> right fuck man and the reason why you would do it on a secret show is because you like i hate to say it putting that man on the bill is not selling tickets so you might as well have it on the uh on the secret show yeah it's one of those things where you're selling the concept more than you're selling the actual names on the show yeah you want people to buy a ticket to the next secret show dude because you want everyone to say like holy shit it was the craziest thing ever fucking maven showed up indie wrestling maven here indie indie promoters you want you want the match (laughs) 
Indie promoters, you want the match of 2024? I got it for you. Maven versus Blue Kane. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but Maven did confirm in that video that uh, he does get approached by oh. a lot of shows. <laughs> and he says no because he's too old now and he can't get in there anymore. You know, he doesn't have it in anymore. I don't no. have it in me anymore. Let me he tell won't you. Be, uh, he won't be having to work the big <laughs> match against Blue Kane, trust me. I imagine it's just a few spots here and there. You could do a battle royal spot with him, and all he has to do is a fucking drop kick to eliminate somebody like he did to The Undertaker. And then and take a mean it. chair shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put it over. Like, he put it over in the video. He put over the drop kick in the video. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> That's his entire career, right? Like, if you uh-huh. think of Maven's entire fucking career, it was the, the Tough Enough show, mm-hmm. and then the drop kick to Undertaker, the steel chair from Undertaker. And that that's right. about it. And, that's, that's and like yeah. his his uh, correct me if I'm wrong. His finisher was a bulldog from the second, was it not? I, I don't recall I him so. winning matches, so oh. I'm pretty sure his finish was a bulldog from the second. I have Listen, to look it up. That heel that heel turn near the end of his run. I think he could have he could have done something. You know, him and sh- that's uh. Yeah, your mic is still cut now. I don't know why. Oh, uh, what but. the fuck, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you say but, him and Sean uh, Stasiak? Was it him and Sean Stasiak? Uh, no, him and Shelton Benjamin, brother, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah. That heel turn. Well, it is actually time for shout-outs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though we uh, went on to a whole uh, Maven tangent there. But, <laughs> you know, when else are people going to talk about Maven? You know, Was he in Here Comes the Pain? <laughs> Good question. Did he ever make it in the video game? He's in one of the he games. He was in a video game. He was definitely in a game. Like one of the SmackDowns. Yep. Shut your whichever mouth. One is 2000, whichever one is 2004, because that's when he was in the... I'm looking it up. You can go with your shut up, run. but I'm looking this up. I'm going to play this game. <laughs> All right, Greed, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my shout out, um, because it's a very funny stat, and I looked a bunch of things up. Uh, my shout out is fan base of the Edmonton Elks CFL um, who continue to go to the games at home, even though they have not won <laughs> 21 straight tries. It is. The attendances. Bad. Uh, 32,000, 32,000. Great. Honestly, I think your mic just doesn't want to cooperate it? with you. It's right not now. cooperating. It's not no. working. It's, it's Son not of happened. a bitch. Well, <sighs> I get it, what you're trying to say. The, the, the Elk fan base, that regardless of how piss poor the mm-hmm. team has been. They keep showing up. I mean, that, that's it's loyalty. It's, uh, the Edmonton Elks have not won a game at home since they were the Eskimos. No <laughs> in way. 20, has it really in, been that long? In 2019, they beat the BC Lions, and that is the last time they won at home. They've won games on the road. But the last time they won a game at home was 2019. That's embarrassing. There's a bunch of like wicked things that are are, that are not going to work because my my Michael cut out. So you know, uh, Don Cherry was still on Coach's Corner the last time the Edmonton <laughs> won a game at home. Um, yeah. So you know, shout out to the fans who keep going. Twenty thousand strong, showing up to the game. Uh, where they lost to the BC Lions. They've been blanked by the BC Lions twice this season already. It's really funny. Uh, is this enough to call it a curse? 
Uh, I believe it. It's it's they've broken the record for the longest streak of home loss at twenty one. Uh, it's a CFL record, anyway. Uh, twenty one straight home game losses. That's got to be a so, pro sports record. I don't know if it's a pro sports record, but it's definitely a CFL record. So funny. Goddamn. The last time they won was a hundred days before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Seems so you know that uh, <laughs> kids that were born during COVID are going to school this year? Oh, man. Let's think about that. Because they would have been born in like 2019 and now they're oh, yeah. you know, three and a half, almost four years old. Yeah, that's wild. Wild. Yeah, yeah man. Mine's a, a bit of a walk. Um, so as I said last week, I, I rolled credits on Jedi Survivor. And because of that, I'm looking for something else to play. And as I also said last week, I've kind of given up on MLB The Show because it, it, it's run its course for me this season. And for the longest time, I have had Mass Effect Trilogy remastered or whatever the fuck uh, downloaded on my Xbox, thanks to Xbox Game Pass, the best value in games. And I've just had it installed, but just never played it. And not only that, but I feel like I even had like a copy of Mass Effect originally on Xbox 360. I've never played it. But I've decided to actually give it the old college try. And I've been I probably a couple hours into Mass Effect 1. And I am enjoying it. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm playing it, man, I wish someone told me about this game earlier. Because this game is basically, at least to me, feels like the spiritual successor of one of my favorite games of all time, the original Deus Ex on PC. Now, not exactly a very well-known game if you're not into PC games, but Deus Ex was incredible, so my shout-out goes to Ion Storm in Eidos, Montreal for making Deus Ex back in, like, 1998, which was, like, this cool cyberpunk first-person shooter RPG thing, and I don't even like RPGs, and I really didn't like first-person shooters that much. So the fact that I liked that game, and it's both of those things combined, is uh, pretty remarkable. They made a pretty awesome game there. So, <laughs> I'm starting to play Mass Effect, and it reminded me of a game I really like. So shout out to Ion Storm in Eidos, Montreal for making Deus Ex, James. So did you ever go and play... Have you played Knights of the Old Republic? I have not. You gotta if you're a Star Wars guy and you like Mass Effect, go play Knights. Like it's fucking fantastic. It's on the Switch. It's cheap and the Switch version. You can load up all the cheat codes and you can just power through it. It's pretty fucking awesome. Well, if they make a remastered version for Xbox or PlayStation Five, I will try it out. Uh, they announced it. It's kind of in vaporware oh. status, so hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, my shout out is uh, Jay Jackson, the Toronto Blue Jays reliever, who hmm. is on i guess personal leave right now because his son was born uh was a son or baby out of daughter i'm not sure um let me check it out uh, but they were born premature um son yeah a neonatal intensive care unit in salt lake city uh born july 6 at just under 25 weeks so we're talking super uh super early yeah. so um he's been really serviceable out of the bullpen um and hopefully you know Apparently, it's not an emergency. They're just saying he should be around to help make things smoother uh, as they're going through the process. But, man, 
that's that's tough stuff to deal with and to to be as serviceable as he has been uh, in spite of all that is uh man that's tough shit so shout out jay jackson hopefully he comes back and hopefully the the kid's okay you know as you mentioned that you're you didn't know if it was a, a boy or a girl or whatever it got me thinking about gender reveals how do you guys feel about gender reveal parties they're stupid waste of money <laughs> just like wedding that's boys. what i thought you guys would say it's so much um, so stupid here's another thing i don't know if you saw this recently um it came up on my social media feeds that uh alexa bliss and ryan whatever the fuck his name is had a gender reveal for their child cool right and it was like one of those instagram stories where you like swipe through and there's like multiple pictures or whatever mm-hmm. so i swiped through to like picture two or three and then there's another gender reveal party they did it twice how do you what doesn't one yeah. spoil the second <laughs> well i mean that's the thing right so like not only did they do it the, the first time but then they did another one and like they're still like working it like oh we're so this, surprised and happy like or is this like when ultimate workers brother yeah, yeah i was gonna say it's the most pro wrestling thing we didn't get the finish right so we're just gonna refilm the spot just do it again it was a house show loop, right? Like no one yeah. saw that. We're just gonna do it. now. We're gonna do it on TV. That's yeah. how you know they have too much fucking money. If they got <sighs> money for two gender reveal parties, I mean, upset. That's actually no. That's a perfect uh, comparison. They literally did it in their home, so that was the house show, and uh-huh. then they did it on entertainment television, or whatever. Then then did it on TV. So unbelievable. Yeah, that was the pay per view. Sorry, the Incredible. premium live event. The premium <laughs> live event and. Hopefully you enjoyed this premium live podcast. I think it's what we should start calling it right for now on. This is the PLP, the premium live second. podcast. Wait oh. a second. Before we go, Creed, okay. do you want to share your uh, Twitch and stuff? Anything you're, you're up to? Oh, yeah. all of my uh, all of my socials are at Creed Wrestling. Twitch.tv slash Creed Wrestling. I'm on there just about every day uh, playing video games. I'm playing uh, Fallen Order right now, actually. And oh. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. First playthrough. I've never played it before. And I just happen to have it on my PS4 for some reason. I think one of those monthly ones that I never downloaded. Yeah, so I have it. And yeah, I was I was playing that. I played The Quarry. Have you heard of The Quarry? I have. Yeah. Don't play it. Because the fucking <laughs> ending is is real, real lackluster. You know, you go through <laughs> three days of this goddamn fucking story scaring your ass off. And then you get to the end and, it, and then it falls so flat. I'm annoyed. Was it's the Corey no- the same guys that did that other horror game on PS4? I'm forgetting the name of it now. Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Yeah, man. It's Until Dawn. Uh, Detroit Become Human. Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls. Uh, Heavy Rain, the original. Heavy Rain is fucking awesome, dude. No yeah, way. That was all the same. I don't know yeah. if it's all the same developer. It's all, it's all the same genre. Is it Quantum Theory? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But Heavy I Rain. I don't know if it's. Heavy Rain was good. Um, yeah. Only the ending was spoiled by the cover of the game. The origami killer. The only, like, I guess it's far enough now. The only man holding a gun on the cover of that game ends up being the dude. I didn't even it's consider the, that. It's the detective, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the private eye, the fat yeah, one, the fat guy. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, good game though. Yeah. They are good games, and hopefully you thought this was a good episode. And make sure you check out Greed Wrestling on socials and on Twitch. 
He's currently streaming Jedi Fall in Order, which is actually a lot of fun. I mean, we, we spent the last couple of weeks talking about Jedi Survivor, which is the second game in that series. So if you want to go back and watch how it all started with Jedi Survivor and Fall in Order, check out Greed Wrestling on Twitch. It'll be a lot of fun. Greed, thank you for joining us. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> I was like, I thought Greed was going to say you something get, there. Okay. You, you, you gave me the pause. I was waiting. <laughs> thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you next week. And until then, take care of yourselves and each other.